Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. In the 2021 time. That's right. How the heck are you this week? Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) No one ever asks because I don't see anyone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm locked the fuck down. Yeah. Oh, it's so awful. You know, I feel myself going a little crazy. Like, you know, sometimes I talk to people a little extra. 
oh, and that's so not like you. Yeah. You know, did you hear today they revoked all Disneyland pass holders? Annual no, pass I holders. did not. Yeah, they just sent an email out to everybody saying that they discontinued their annual membership, pass holder membership thing. So I don't know. They said they're going to come back with something else at a later time. But yeah, they're giving everybody their money back. Well, you know, that actually is one less fight for me to have with my husband because, you know, I always want to buy the Disney passes and he always doesn't. And now he wins, I guess. So that's one for Fred. (laughs) 2021's not even starting off great for you. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. Dude, listen to this. So my mother-in-law told me this story about her best friend's daughter. Oh, okay. Okay. So she was actually her best friend's granddaughter. She's 19 years old, goes to school in Georgia, went out on New Year's Eve to a bar party. Those are open. open. Yeah. Okay. It's open there. And she sees these, like, she's not happy with like the guy she went with and she calls an Uber and she goes outside the bar and is waiting for the Uber. And there's these three shady guys that look like up to no good. So she goes back in the bar, like the smart thing to do. Good girl. Waits for the Uber. The Uber pulls up. He's across the street. So she goes, walks across the street. These three guys run and get her in the middle of the street, put a gun up to her and tell her to come with them. And she's like, fuck that. If these guys are going to kill me, they're going to kill me regardless if I go with them. That's right. Or not. Right? Yeah. And so... She fought them off and screamed and went crazy and then ran back into the club, called the police. Thank God she got away. I mean, this is real scary. And the police came and they were like, yeah, we know who they are. They're, they're traffickers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's scary. She is so right. But you know what? That is interesting though, that her gut instinct was these guys were no bueno, but maybe she should have. I mean, a lesson we can all learn from that story is, yeah, and she was probably real pissed that the Uber was across the street. She should have texted that Uber driver and said, you got to come to the other side of the street. I don't I don't feel safe crossing. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things that you just are like, she probably second guessed herself. Like, why am I thinking that they're, you know, oh, I would have done the same thing. I would have done I the know. same thing. And I probably would have thought they were creeps and smiled at them because I don't want to be mean. I don't want, you know, (laughs) but if you just have a feeling you got to, I think you're right. You just, you just take it. You got to be inconvenient. Yeah. I took an Uber this weekend and the guy all of a sudden start, like he had like baby got back on at first. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, you know, this guy's jamming out. It's better than WAP. And then we dropped off somebody and... Guess what he starts playing? What? Meditation music. Oh, Lord. Like this real creepy, close your eyes, count to 10. <gasps> real fucking weird. That's so creepy. Yeah. So guess what I did? What'd you do? I got out of the Uber. Oh, good for I you. Another good one. Yeah. for you. You went with your gut. You gotta be real careful. Good, good, yeah. good. 
Okay. I like it. You know, another one of my friends was telling me totally off the subject of scary. I met this girl here. Shout out. She listens to us named Chelsea. What's up, Chelsea? She was telling me that last year she was shopping for some cute, you know, summer decor stuff. And she put out this real large pineapple flag in her front yard. I was just going to say pineapple. (laughs) She had no idea. Right. So one of her neighbors was just joking around and left her a letter in her mailbox and was like, hey, I was just thinking that me and you should get together with our husbands more intimately. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? I was like, oh, she was like, what is that? What are they talking about? Oh, we know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's right. Chelsea, you're so cute. Like, you didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about swinging. And yeah. And by the way, thank you for all the people that have, I think it might've been on Patreon or maybe not that we asked for, oh no, maybe it wasn't on Patreon, that we wanted some information and we've gotten some emails about the swinging oh, lifestyle. Yeah. I so mean, thank we're you pretty, so much. We're pretty much experts. We probably should work on some kind of copulation of all the new information that has been brought to our attention and do like an inside look on Patreon. Yes, I would love that. Okay. Yeah. So I'll thank get working you. on that. Okay. It seems like a real exciting life, by the way. It's, it is, it does sound real exciting. Too exciting for me. <laughs> it's really too exciting for me also. I'm just saying, it's like one of those things that it's really fun to, to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready to hear about my crime? Yeah. Does it have anything to do with swinging? No. No. <laughs> no tie in there. <laughs> no tie in there at all. Uber drivers? No. No. New Year's Eve? Kidnapping? No. 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 Damn it. No. Okay. Oh, kidnapping a little bit. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, real quick, real quick. Sorry. Let's just say also that when you said that children come in the box from Wayfair, you didn't mean it. Okay. It was just a joke. That is a pop culture reference. That is something a lot of people talk about. But I'm sure it's like the I'm sure it's like the Richard Gere gerbil. It's just one of those stories that's out there. I repeated that story. I didn't like make it up. It is a story. It is. I'm sure that there is no story. Yeah, it's a false story. It's fake news. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Today, I am going to tell you the case of Missy Avila. It could be I actually have a really hard time with this. I watched a lot of news conferences and stuff like that. And every single time I watched it, they pronounced interviews and everything a different way. This For Avila? Name. Yeah, it could be Avia. It could be Avila. Well, in okay. California, we would say Al- Avila. Yeah, I'm going to say Is it A-V-I-L-A? Yeah. I think it's Avila. This case is brought to us by a listener suggestion. Mm-hmm. D Reeves, who is a dude. Oh, awesome. Thanks. I think this might be our first listener suggestion by a male. Well, thank you. Thank you, D. So and are you it, sure he's a male? Yeah. Well, I mean, I he's in our Patreon or not our Patreon, our um housewives group, and I trolled his Facebook. Okay. And, 
Yeah, you know, I just am saying because remember, I picture Tracy. of himself in a uh, basketball jersey and okay. um, Richard Pryor, I think, is his thing. Okay. And anyways, uh, he looked real funny. Okay. I'm just okay. saying because I said Tracy was a girl and then it's really a guy. Red, who also redneck listens Tracy. To us, but, okay. 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 Okay, so in the 1980s, Michelle Avila grew up in your old hood, the San Fernando Valley, oh. Arleta, California. You know where Arleta is? Arleta. Arleta. Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Along with her best friend, Karen Severson. Karen and Michelle, who everyone called Missy, met when they were eight, and Karen was the new girl in town. When the girls were 15, Karen found herself pregnant and ended up dropping out of San Fernando High and going to a continuation high school. Missy was a good student, but went through a rebellious phase when her parents went through a divorce and ended up following her friend there. The crowd at the continuation school was a little rough, And Missy and Karen started dabbling in a little bit of alcohol and drugs. Nothing crazy, but, you know, they would do stuff like skip class, go drink with boys. I don't know anyone who did that in high school. No. Just kidding. Not me. me. Okay. (laughs) Missy always got a lot of attention from boys. And as she got older, she just kept getting cuter. At 17, Missy was just five feet tall and 90 pounds with beautiful long hair and perfect skin. Not so much for Karen. She was always about 50 pounds overweight and she had packed on some more after she had the baby. And she's just like a real large framed girl. And she has a real tough look, like a strong jaw. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want to pick on anyone because of their appearance. That's not my jam. That is not what makes Karen whack. I just bring it up because I think it's relevant to the story because I am thinking that if that's what you're working with in high school and you don't have any interest in, say, softball, it might be challenging to accept yourself. Maybe you're a little insecure when your BFF is a 90-pound disco biscuit. Okay. Yeah. So over the years, Karen grew jealous of Missy because Missy's effortless beauty and her nature was to be casually flirtatious. And Karen's nature was like, don't talk to my boyfriend, Missy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to have to kick your ass. And Karen was known to do some ass kicking. According to Karen, she was Missy's protector when her flirtatious nature angered other young ladies. The girls were basically classic frenemies. I mean, I don't think Karen would admit this, but I think she liked it because she found ways to bring on the drama in Missy's direction. In 1984, Karen started a rumor about Missy hooking up with some other girl's boyfriend. The girls stopped talking to Missy, and it took a long time for her to figure out Karen was the one who had been talking shit about her and starting the rumor. 
Now, Missy should have dumped Karen's ass on account of her being so peanuts, butter, and jelly, but I can see why she didn't. I mean, they had been friends since they were eight. They're stuck at the continuation high school together. Girls put up with bitches at that age. I mean, I did. Karen wasn't the only bitch that Missy put up with. Both Karen and Missy had also been friends with a girl named Laura Doyle since junior high. Apparently, Missy had gone out with Laura's boyfriend before Laura and her boyfriend were together, which Laura resented. And then one day when she saw the two of them talking after school, she went peanuts, butter, and jelly on Missy, too. Again, they were just talking. That's it. She's jealous. Yeah. These girls were jellies. Yeah. So that boyfriend of Laura's would later go on to testify in court that after that happened, Laura said she was going to kill Missy, which was a turnoff. So he dumped her. Yeah, really. Yeah. Side note, guys do not like psycho chicks long term. You have to keep your inner psycho deep inside and not let it come out until they leave empty beers out on the coffee table after 17 years of marriage. And you wake (laughs) up in the morning and you feel like you're in a frat house. Okay? Yeah. Just saying. Even then, I still have to keep it in. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. Okay. So Laura is single and she blames Missy. And guess who is her shoulder to cry on? Karen. Karen says, I know exactly what you're talking about because Missy has had the audacity to speak to one of my boyfriends, too. I think they might have even made eye contact. I mean, what a whore. Totally nuts. So they come up with a plan to teach Missy a lesson. Laura calls up Missy on the phone and says, Sorry, Missy, I got so extra the other day when you dared to speak to my boyfriend. Do you want to go to the park and hang out? I have some Coke and it'll be fun. Missy says, of course, come pick me up. And she tells her mom she is going to Stonehurst Park and she will be home by six. Laura picks up Missy and says, we're actually going to meet Karen and Karen's new roommate, Eva, at Big Tahunga Canyon. Karen and her roomie Eva drove in a separate car, and Karen had explained to her that this girl Missy had something coming to her on account of her being so talkative and cute. And we're just going to go up there and rough her up. I don't know why Eva agreed to go along on the mean girl mission. She didn't have any beef with Missy, but she still did. She went in the car with Karen. So they drive up to this pretty remote spot where Karen and Eva meet Laura and Missy. Karen and Laura start to pretend fight with each other. Missy tries to stop them, and that's when they turn on her and say, actually, it's you we're mad at, not each other. Bitch move, right? These girls are psycho. Psycho. So the three girls start arguing and Karen and Laura start throwing Missy around. 
remember, Missy's only 90 pounds. She doesn't stand a chance against this big girl. Yeah, she's tiny. So things went from bad to extra dark when Karen pulls out a knife and cuts off Missy's hair in big chunks to humiliate her. This is when Eva says, fuck this, and heads back to the cars. She thought that they were just going to rough her up, but this is out of control. But it's about to get worse. While Eva is at the car waiting, Karen and Laura tied Missy's hands behind her back and then pinned her down in the riverbed until she drowned (gasps) to death. What in the Sam? Are these girls on drugs? They use drugs casually and more so after, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. At the time, I think they were just that psycho. And believe it or not, Tab, it's going to get even more nuts. So when they were done drowning her, they moved a hundred pound log on top of her to hold her there because the riverbed is only eight inches deep. Oh, my God. Yeah. She drowned in only eight inches of water. So Karen and Laura went back to their cars and told Eva, we got to get the fuck out of here. We just killed Missy. According to Eva, they were maniacal, like scared, but laughing. Creepy. Yeah. It wasn't six o'clock yet. And so Missy's mother hadn't begun to worry about her not showing up yet until she got a phone call from Laura. Laura called Missy's house and asked if she was there. And Irene, Missy's mother, was confused because she thought Missy was with her. Laura told her, no, she hadn't seen her in four hours or so, and she left her to go with three guys in a blue Camaro. Irene grew more and more worried with every hour that passed that Missy didn't walk through the door while she had no idea who she was with. She started calling Missy's friends. And so, of course, she called Karen, who said she hadn't seen Missy and that she had been at her grandparents' house all day. Mm -hmm. After 24 hours, the police took a missing persons report. I don't think they really started investigating how Missy disappeared until her body was discovered by hikers three days later. They were able to identify her right away because she was found with her purse next to her with her high school ID in it. Their initial thought was there was something personal about the way Missy was killed because she hadn't been robbed and there was no evidence of sexual assault. And they found the chunks of Missy's hair that had been chopped off Mm -hmm. by the girls. Mm -hmm. Like we know that they do with crime scenes. They kept specific details about it under wraps to protect the investigation. But they delivered the unimaginably devastating news to Missy's family that her body had been found. Her mother tells them, you have to find who did this. Start hunting for these three boys in the blue Camaro, like Laura says. Yeah. And so they did. No one suspected Laura or Karen had anything to do with it. The girls. Nobody would. You would. Nobody would. Never. Your daughter's friends did this. No way. The worst people ever. And they're minors, right? 
They were all around 17. Yeah. So the girls both, they played the part. They attended the funeral. And then Karen even took it to the next level. She started staying with the Avila family. Oh, my God. Dude, it's the name. Sorry to all the Karens that we love. Karens in the world. Oh, my God. But it's true. She wanted to be in the loop as to what was going on with the investigation. And some people speculate she just wanted to be Missy. She started Mm. sleeping in her bed. What? And even wearing, like, Missy had some oversized sweatshirts and stuff, they said. And so Karen would, like, wear all her clothes that fit. Dude, I would die being her parents and then finding out that it was the girl that was at our house. Oh, yeah. She started going to the cemetery with them regularly. Oh, my God. Yeah. She moved right on in to replace the only daughter that Irene had. Karen was able to manipulate Missy's mother by telling her that they needed each other to find out who did this to Missy. Karen told her she is the one person that knew everything about who Missy knew. She was going to be able to figure out who were these guys in the blue Camaro. She was able to steer the direction of the investigation all over the place. Multiple times, she accused the girl's friends from school and the neighborhood of being involved. Every time she did this, the family would get all worked up and the accused would get put through the ringer, which, okay, being accused of murder is pretty traumatic, I imagine, for an innocent high school-aged kid. Imagine getting hauled on down to the police station, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, so they would go through this, and then it would go nowhere except aggravate the investigators and let the family down again and again. But Karen would not quit, even when the family thought it's time to just let the detectives figure it out because this wild goose chase you're sending us on is getting old. She even dragged them up to the spot where Missy was found to look around for clues they might have missed. A forest ranger, she actually went up to this spot a lot, which is... She's like a psycho serial killer. Serial killers do that. They go back to the scene a lot. Okay, a forest ranger actually recalls meeting Karen up there after he overheard her bragging, as he describes it, about her best friend being killed in this very spot. It gave the guy creeps enough to write about it in his daily log. So she was extra. So while Karen has completely inserted herself into the Avila family, Laura has become more distant. The family felt sorry for her. They assumed that she carried so much guilt for not being able to remember more details about the guy in the Camaro. That's why she was being distant. Laura did feel guilty, but we know she felt that way because she was responsible for Missy's death. She turned heavily to drugs and became a skeletal existence. In an attempt to keep her charade going, Karen brought Laura over to the house and had her tell the family that she had lied about the Camaro, that it was a different kind of car, 
and something like Missy had said she wanted to go with these guys because they had drugs. So now she's like bad mouthing. What does this even mean? Yeah, Yeah. now she's like trying to like say, and Missy was doing a bunch of drugs. You know, like she just Uh she don't quit. After this happened, Laura was again questioned about her change of story at the police station, and she went on a ten day coke binge that led her to going to rehab for thirty days. So she was clean for 30 days. And after she got out, she started freebasing coke the next day. Hmm. At some point, the Avila family was exhausted from all the drama Kara brought to them. And they asked her to back off, which she did some. But she was still around. Karen. Karen. We were like, we need we need some break. We need a break. Yeah, we need to just grieve. We need some peace. Yeah. Yeah. Let the investigation run its course. So. Karen started going to beauty school. She made a friend there who remembers how obsessed Karen was with Missy's murder, that she talked about it all the time. She even took this girl to the cemetery and the crime scene and showed her the shrine she had made in her room with pictures of Missy, along with every newspaper article clipping about the case. A few of these articles Karen personally gave interviews for, which, of course, she was so proud of. This girl recalls thinking it was pretty extra, but also weird how Karen also kind of talked shit about Missy, too, making her sound like, you know, a whore. Yeah. Which is wrong on so many levels. So three years went by. My God. So many, so much time. So much time. And Karen's obsession had not curbed. And who knows how long she would have kept it up for if it had not been for Eva. She broke. She did. She broke. Karen's. I'm surprised she actually held it in for so long. Well, what happened was, so Eva is Karen's old roommate. And three years later, her brother actually committed suicide. And it led her to have an awakening about coming forward with what she knew about what had happened. She had grown up a little and now kind of knew a family's grief. And she wanted the Avalas to have some answers and peace. So sadly, that's what it took. So she showed up at the police station and told them her memory of what happened that October day when the four of them went to Old Tahunga and only three came back. The police were not sure if this was just another kid screwing with them because of all the shit they had been through after so many false leads because of Karen. But they knew she was telling the truth because she knew about Missy's hair being chopped off, and that was not a detail that they had released to the public. Police pulled some badass detective shit. After Eva's confession, they asked Karen and Laura to come in at the same time so that they would see each other in the waiting area. And then they told both of them, the other one has told us everything. So you can give us your side or we're going to pin the whole thing on you because that's what she said happened. So they both broke. Yeah. Yeah. 
side note, it was a lady boss detective who was running the show too. So hot, right? I love that. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So it worked. And when the Avalas were told, they could not believe it. The betrayal they experienced was like another death and salt in the wound. Remember Karen's daughter. Remember that baby she had when the girls were in high school was five years old now when Karen was arrested and the Avalas loved her. I mean, she really was like another child to them. Yeah, for sure. Heartbreaking on so many levels. It's heartbreaking, conflicting, horrible. I can't imagine how they felt. So Laura and Karen went to trial together. Eva was not charged with a crime. At the trial, members of the Avila family testified, as well as the girls' old boyfriends, about how next-level jealousy the girls were over Mm -hmm. Missy. Their defense was, it was like some kind of accident, which doesn't make any sense. But it was enough to cast doubt with the jury that it wasn't premeditated. So Lauren and Karen were both found guilty of second-degree murder and sentenced to 15 years to life. What year was this? Well, the trial was in 1988. Oh. So Laura was released in December 2012. I think she served 22 years. Mm -hmm. And Karen in 2011. Before I get to the rest of the story tab, I want to talk a little bit about our new favorite cereal. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so. Who doesn't love cereal? Well, that was the one thing when I went on keto that I missed the most. I think if you guys are in our keto whatever group, we have the Housewives of True Crime on crack. I mean, keto, I mean, whatever works. Yeah. And... We always post about stuff that we like and cereal is this like seriously something I miss. So when we found Magic Spoon. Oh, yeah. It was. It's love. <laughs> it's love. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Okay, so we got a variety pack in the mail, both of us, and I did not think I was going to enjoy the blueberry because I don't generally like fruity stuff in cereal form. I like like the chocolate and the frosted, but dude, I'm stuck on blueberry. Well, the chocolate is really good too. That was my favorite. But you know what else was my favorite? Because I, my love affair with cereal is because if you don't cook dinner, eventually they will eat cereal. Or you'll eat cereal. (laughs) Or you'll eat cereal, right? But you feel a little bad about that, but you don't have to feel bad about it with Magic Spoon. No, I picked that, up the box. It's not only delicious, it's like zero sugars. It's zero sugars, 11 grams of protein, and only three net carbs, you guys, per serving. And it fills you up because of the protein. And the boxes make me happy. I know. They're kind of like They're so cute. Right? Yeah. So it comes in four different flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And it really does taste amazing, you guys. So it's definitely on your keto, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free diet like we all are on. Right. They also have a flavor that we have not tried yet, but I can't wait to try it. It's the cinnamon flavor. 
Which, uh, sounds good. Uh, I love cinnamon. So you guys, it comes straight to your door, which you don't even have to go to the grocery store. And you get free shipping with our code. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash clink clink to grab your variety pack or any one of the you know boxes that you want to try. But I do suggest a variety pack and try it today. So use our code clink clink at checkout for free shipping. And again, it's magicspoon.com. Clink clink is the code. Clink clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk and including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Laura has kept a low profile. I couldn't even find her but not Karen. Of course. I would have changed my name if I was both of them. Oh, I would have. Yeah. Right. Karen is not hard to find. So I'm going to tell you about it, but I have to rewind a minute. 
when the girls were arrested in 1988, it was a big story. Okay. Missy's mom, Irene, went on the Phil Donahue show, which was like the talk show. Yeah. Then. And she faced Karen from prison. Mm. In the 80s, prison interviews on talk shows were like a thing. I, you know, have you, I've watched like all the Betty Broadwick interviews with Oprah and stuff. I mean, I don't think they let prisoners do that anymore. I mean, sometimes they do in Dateline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not often, but it does. But it was like, it was a thing then. You know, they did it with that Chris Powell guy too, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyways, so it was, you know, like kind of a circus, like all this, whatever. And Hollywood came calling and they made a movie about Missy's story with the consent of Missy's family. The movie is called A Killer Among Us. I watched it. Mm -hmm. Patty Duke did a great job of playing Irene and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh, who I'll always call the Ke- bell. Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. Yeah. Disco Biscuit, right? I think she was a great choice to play Missy, but they missed the mark with the Karen character. This who did they have play? I don't even know who she was, but she was not good. No. Okay. And the movie was, I mean, she's just... She wasn't really any bigger than Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who I think in real life is like pretty small. Like they could have found somebody bigger. Yeah. Just more... so like you could see the size difference of the girls. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't think she was like boisterous enough like Karen is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the movie was like a decent amount accurate, but it left out a lot. I got a lot of information about this case from um, the book called Missy's Murder. Okay. Um, so I don't recommend the movie. And okay. You have, to, you have to pay for it. I paid $3.99. Okay. No. Okay. Anyways, I think all this attention surrounding the film and everything got Karen to thinking, well, heck, Why can't I make some money off the murder just because I'm the one that committed it? So, yeah, first she wrote a book and called it Hope Beyond Fences under a pen name, Kay Crane. Now, you cannot get your hands on it anymore, thankfully, but she tried to profit from telling the story of Missy's murder. She's an evil woman. Oh, she really is. I mean, really, really is. Karen's narrative of what happened based on interviews and reviews from people who read the book is that she had a bad childhood because she was adopted. She's very like, I'm the victim here. Mm -hmm. Next, she says that she was Missy's protector and Missy knew she had done everything they were accusing her of. Like, she doesn't get it. And the hardest thing was walking away from her and not protecting her anymore. I mean, like, that's the card she's playing. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. And, of course, she also says Laura is the one who, you know, did all the killing. Laura killed her, tied her up, drowned her, and put the 100-pound log on her all by herself. I think Karen is as diabolical now as she was then. 
Yeah. Yeah. Missy's family learned about the book and was like, hell no. No. And since the son of Sam law does not apply in California, they fought to get a new law on the books, which is called Missy's Law, which prevents Karen and other killers from further profiting. And they sued her publisher for libel. Good. Yeah. Before the law actually went into place, though, which stopped Karen's writing career, Karen wrote another book and doubled down and just called it I Lived It by Karen Severson. Oh, my God. She did an interview with ABC News, and this is what she had to say. We teach our children that crime doesn't pay, but it, in California, it does pay. Your mother, if somebody killed your daughter or participated in the murder and then wrote a book about it, could potentially make money off of that book, how would you feel about that? Well, it depends on what the book said. You know what's harder than working as a telemarketer, Karen? Losing a child. That's harder. Yeah. S- yeah. I mean, Karen is such a Karen. Yeah. In the most extreme sense. I I don't like her. No, I don't like her either. And, you know, I feel like if she would have really had this kind of... Like she changed because it was like a, she something really she really genuinely did. changed. Yeah. I feel like if she would have genuinely reached out to the family and said, I want to tell my story because I want other people to learn from my mistakes. If there was ounce of genuine about her, I think that the family would have actually accepted that. It wasn't in her. It, it wasn't, wasn't in her. No, she, no. When you see her, it blows your mind how arrogant she is still. Okay. So next she did Dr. Phil. She went on his show in 2014. Oh. He took and? her to task telling her, sounds like you're trivializing your role in this. And you can tell by his facial expressions that he was just not buying her crocodile tears. Neither was I. She's like crying and he's doing that thing where he like looks up and he puts his fingers on his forehead. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on in your head, Phil? I'd like to know. Yeah. There is also this bullshit interview she did on YouTube where she says, like, with, like, a YouTuber who didn't even... like, she just wants attention. This, this bitch is, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An attention whore. She is an attention whore. She says on this interview that she's all about teaching kids anti-bullying now and... Yeah, like I said, that would be nice if I thought for a second it were true, but I don't. And by the way, she also claims in that interview that she is being bullied by the victim's family. Oh, please. Well, just let me tell you, they are really beautiful, nice people. I know about these things and I could tell. Real smart. They took it. They got a law put in place. That is ambitious. And if she was getting bullied by them, I I would give them a pass. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think I, being a mother, would bully that. I don't even want to call her a woman. Yeah. Monster for the rest of my life also. So go suck it. Go suck it. I hope she doesn't have any children. She does. She has the the child. It's grown up now. But but does she have any more? No, that's the only one. Okay. I mean... 
you can find her. She's got a regular old Facebook page. 100 friends. Of course she does. Yeah. Okay. I think she is one twisted sister. And I don't Please want tell anyone. Please me she doesn't live in Texas. I don't know exactly where she lives. I think it's in California. Oh, okay. Closer okay. to you. Thank God. Yeah, closer to me. <laughs> Great. I, I like talking about people that are in prison forever. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, that's part of what is so shocking about this is that they're out. It's because they were minors when they did it. Yeah. That's why. And because they got second degree. Yeah. It's like, I think even first degree and being a minor, I know you can get life, but part of it feels not right because you make some really, and I, I don't think that anybody should kill anybody, but I know you make some stupid ass decisions when you're a kid that can probably, I mean, could ruin lives and sometimes you don't mean it but obviously Karen was real extra and we can't find Laura and we can't find Laura and and Eva what happened to that girl nothing but I mean is she could you find her is she no I couldn't find her I think she might have changed her name because it was it was real traumatic for her the family actually they think that it's wrong that she was never held responsible her part of the story is, yeah, I mean, she was there when the girls were fighting and everything and Missy was asking for help and she ran away. So, I mean, they have a right she to be does, angry. Yeah, yeah, she plays a part for sure, but she also plays a part in making this come to justice, you know? So I yeah. guess like she gets off for that, but yeah, she played, she played a part. I don't. She froze. Th- yeah. She was, it was. Wrong, there was no but cell phone. They, who knows what they would yeah. have done to her too? I mean, you know, it is. It's possible, but it's I think possible. they had it out for Missy. I mean, I don't know what Laura is up to. I would like to think that she is like devoted her life to feeding the homeless or something to make up for her misdeeds. And I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the family is making a documentary about everything that they have had to deal with since the loss of Missy, Mm -hmm. which I think would be real interesting because it's been over the course of so long and dealing with the trial and the killers getting out of prison and everything. Right. One killer still being a total psycho bitch. So I look forward to viewing it. I think they're real rock stars. Sadly. Uh, Missy's mother, Irene, passed away in 2020. I'm sure she's with Missy again. Yeah. And, ha- and have been. Yeah, that's nice. Do we have a question? We have a thing. Oh, we do. Yes, you guys. So if you have questions for us, please email us at housewivesoftruecrime at gmail.com and we will answer them. So we have questions. Yeah. A couple. So we'll pick a couple every week so it doesn't get like, you know, long and boring. Okay. Yeah. It was a listener suggestion. I think we talked about it last time. So we're doing it. it. Yeah. It was. uh, Okay. Crutchy. Okay. First question. Who does what for the podcast behind the scenes? Like, how do we divide up our responsibilities? Mm, That's a lame question. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it so lame, Gretch? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
because Tab does everything. Well, I don't do everything. I do more than Gretchen and not as much as Damian. So, But to make up for that, I am the one that writes the bonus crimes. Yes, this okay. is true. And this that is, is time that is time consumed. But also you can't trust me to do shit like that. You just can't because I'm, I'm not, No, you can't. I tried I one my, time. I and I put up an episode <laughs> drunk. Okay. It wouldn't it was wrong. It was the wrong episode. So she No, demoted, it was not. It was she demoted was, me and I just, gladly surrendered the responsibility. I cannot be trusted. It wasn't the wrong episode. It was just the uh, before talk before. Yeah, okay, it was bad. Everything. Okay, I just fucked it all up. So yeah, so Tab does most. And Damian, now he does a lot yeah. since that incident. Yeah. Yeah. We hired him to uh, make sure that we don't make silly mistakes like that yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't the first time. We, I've done no, it too. We so. did it about like three times. Let's do this. Sweet or salty? Salty. Salty. Me too. A favorite drink. I mean, I like, I still like the Crystal Lights. I had one today. But Oh my I God. Mean, if I have, if like my favorite cocktail of like all time, which I wish I could drink on a regular basis, but I can't because I'm watching the calories. You know that when you go to a restaurant and you get one of those big old margaritas in a cup and it comes with like a little like Corona on the side. Oh, yeah. I never had one of those. Oh, my God. It's so good. It just keeps the margarita like all like bubbly, you know, oh, and you can just yeah. drink it forever. That's my favorite cocktail. Okay, so mine has a name in Texas called Ranch Water, which is tequila, fresh lime juice, and soda water. Yeah, but what's your favorite? That is my favorite. That is your favorite? Yeah, or red wine. Like, I really love red wine. So, yeah. When we were in our 20s, Tab's favorite cocktail was called the Irish Nut. Oh, yeah. So, actually... I still really love that too. Yeah. That's actually okay. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite. It's Bailey's, Frangelico, and coffee with whipped cream on top. Yeah. That is, it's like the end of the night drink. So Please I can stay up a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. What is one of our guilty vices? I just got done watching this show called A Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC. Oh, yeah. It was telling me about it. Yeah. That is your guilty vice. You love that trashy I love that. TV. Yeah. I don't want to call the Slayton sisters trashy. I actually, I told you, it's captivating. No, their no. Journey, yeah. Their weight loss journey. I'm, I'm invested. I mean, I found them on, on the internet and everything. Yes, you're right. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like reality Yeah, but you know, TV. yeah, I love it. Yeah, I okay. do. Reality TV. That's my, that's my vice. I don't know what mine is. I mean, this is probably not advice, but maybe it is. What is mine, Gretchen? I don't know. Maybe Starbucks. I mean, she's a real whore for Starbucks. Oh, my God. I went three times the other day. Do not tell my husband. So, yeah, that is. You guys, he gets mad. He's like $5 coffee. That is really expensive. So spent $15 in one day. I'm in trouble. That's funny how you're saying it's $15 because plus tip. Plus that pumpkin bread. Pumpkin bread is kind of your vice. Well, it's for Caden, but then I just eat. He doesn't like the little seeds on top. So I just eat the top part for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like it. Okay. So we have a couple reviews too, really quick, just because you guys know we're narcissistic over here. 
Right. And I will read them really quick. Evan Harvey says, good podcast. And Evan says, reply for my number, Gretchy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a sexy voice, Evan. I don't know. Who's sexy voice Evan? Somebody said I had a sexy voice. Was it Evan? I don't know. Did he do two things? Remember that one time I recorded when I had a cold? That I listened to that episode over again because I was like, damn. Your voice is so good. good. I think that's when you had coronavirus last February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got a you got a secret admirer. In bed by nine, love it by Stormy1368. Thank you. She works in the billing department and puts on the headphones. That is awesome. Awesome. Janice Tank, thank you so much. Boulevard Brewing Cocktail Girl. I don't know. Five stars. Thank Sounds you. Sounds good to Le- me. Yeah. Leah Thanks, Ann, Janet. love your show. Nicole Djokovic, thank you. Great show. Kristen E., thank you. Patriot 20, thank you. Pumpy Dog, one, two, three, thank you. Ricky Dash, and guys like it too. This is an episode all about guys, kind of. We've mentioned a lot of guy listeners. Yeah. Welcome. And Ashley, Annie Vangen, and I think that's it. So thank you guys so much. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please just hit subscribe and you will get us every week on Mondays. And if you do subscribe and you want to hear more, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Gretchen just did a bonus crime last week. Thursday about a crime that happened during COVID. You guys will like it about a girl named Gretchen. That's it. So clink, clink. Clink, clink.